This is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. Welcome to the Kestrel Country Podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad you could come. So it's really just an excuse to get together and chat. Yes, it is. <laughs> On a snowy day and drink some warm tea and coffee. But um, Julie and I have known each other for, ooh, I should have calculated ahead of time. Um, what is it? Seven? Nine? Nine? No. I know. Okay. Longer than I thought. <laughs> a long time now. Um, but Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Moscow. Okay, well, um, we moved here back in 2015. Coaster, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, We moved here in 2015 for uh, Logos, kind of primarily, because we'd been homeschooling and I didn't want to keep doing that, and Mm -hmm. Logos was kind of ideal. Um, And we were in search of a good church, so um, it's kind of perfect, and when we got here... uh, my husband worked at MZ for a little while before it became Lightcast. <laughs> yes, all the changes. Yeah. Uh, we moved here with our four kids, um, who my oldest at the time was eight. Oh, my she, word. Now she's about to be 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, but we love it. And yeah. We would never leave. Well, we met you. Um, Mike helped you guys get a house, and then I met you shortly after that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Julie launched a coaching, a lifting coaching in her garage for a little bit back when our youngest was toddler age. And so that's really when we got to know each other really well. Um, especially cause I'd already made fun of her knee sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Had to bring you in. And so when she offered to coach, I'd never lifted in my life (laughs) or not really. And I don't think, um, I've, you know, it was kind of an obligation because it's, I'd made fun of her knee sleeves. You have to go say yes. It was was one of the best things ever. One, it was really good for you. And I love it. I loved it way more than I would have guessed I loved it. And two, it was just a great way to, um, you know, get to be with friends and accomplish something at the same time and have your littles be present without, It was pretty perfect. It was wonderful. And you did great. Oh, thanks. You made a lot of progress. Well, I have my own stuff now in in the garage, but I miss the coaching part. And I, you know, it's easier, way easier to neglect getting out to the garage. So true. Especially when it's snowing. When it's snowing and cold and the bar is really cold, but I'm trying again, trying anyway. So, so Julie's got lots of talents, but we, we grabbed her on here today to talk, um, for our cleaning series and Julie does have a beautiful house and she's done a wonderful job of cleaning and decorating. So we're hitting both on this one, but she's done a wonderful job of bringing in light, um, in various methods slowly throughout the years and how you've switched things around. So I'd love to talk about kind of your process and in, in how you decided to use your rooms and then mm. the changes you've made, you know, thinking through Moscow's weather and right. all of that. So, um, before we jump into your changes and such, um, what's your basic cleaning routine? Mm. Well, I am always in the works of building my right. routine. It's always <laughs> ebbing and flowing and changing. Eb- ebbing and flowing. Never really feel like I land on something. Um, except that my Wednesday routine is pretty... That's stuck. Okay, so tell me about Wednesday. 
Uh, okay, well, this is just kind of arbitrary, but I kind of always wanted to be the person who had a clean fan. Because if you had a clean ceiling fan, <laughs> you know, it would probably mean that the rest of your house is also top-notch. It's like checking the bathroom at a restaurant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is not totally panned out to the fact that the rest of my house is clean, but... <laughs> Some of the prime areas. Yes, yeah, so some things just finally sticked for whatever reason. Um yeah, so every Wednesday I clean our, I wash our bedding. Mm-hmm. And when I take the comforter off and the coverlet off, then I dust my fan, which is directly above my bed. So if anything falls, which not much, because if you stay on top of it. It makes it way easier. It's a lot easier. Then I just take it all down, wash it, come back. And then I kind of do my master bathroom that day too. But for okay. some reason, that one has really stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that clean along with your dishes done, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It feels like you, you're on top of the day. You're on top of the day. Yeah. Okay. So do you have Wednesday be your entire home or do you break it apart into bite-sized pieces throughout the week? I, right now I do have it broken up kind mm-hmm. of in bite-sized pieces, um, based on kind of the flow of our, our life and our week. Yeah. Um, typically I would, typically Mondays are a big laundry day. You're just coming out of the weekend. So mm-hmm. Mondays are pretty big and Thursdays tend to be big, even though I do laundry every day and I do not call it my laundry day. Right. <laughs> it's not official. It's just maintenance. Yeah. It's yeah. just, there's a lot on Monday. Um, and I would typically mop on Mondays. I've been playing around with moving my mopping to Friday. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it's a little out there. It's a little out there. Um, yeah, debating Saturdays. What when we crash on Sunday for Sabbath? Mm-hmm. I really like a clean house. It's hard for me to rest when it is not clean. Yeah. Um, so when Jan Sawyer was on and she mentioned doing a big deep clean, yeah, one day a week, I was very intrigued by that, and I've been trying to see how I can fit that in. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturdays are pretty busy. Saturdays but, are. But it'd be pretty awesome if Saturday was the big deep clean day because then <laughs> Sunday would be amazing. <laughs> Where it's all just ready to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I usually, Mondays is the big, I don't usually plan to be anywhere to do anything on Mondays. It's mm-hmm. just laundry and usually the mopping day. You yeah. kind of just get everything. That's the dusting and the bathrooms. And that would probably be my deep clean. And then the rest of the week after everyone, you know, you're just kind of thrown into the week. Mm-hmm. You just do the tidy on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the tidy on the regular, I think, helps. Yeah, because it helps the overall sense of feeling clean. Yes, and even we have if it's technically not. <laughs> we have a dog who sheds bad. Oh yeah. So I vacuum at least once a day, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. You know. So there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think honestly, some of that can really help because our dog, if he shakes right now, it's like he's you know stuff goes, and then you're like, I've got to wipe the cabinets down on the regular. Yes. The refrigerator, the you just anything, like a magnet. <laughs> everything will start getting whatever is splattering off of his head, you know, which can be lots of things. Um, <laughs> but what it does do, the positive of that is that it makes you regularly wiping down the fronts yes. of your cabinets, yeah. you know, and, yes. and that helps that regular, that regular chipping away at it, you know, um, when Kelly Driscoll, so Jan's daughter, wrote an article in the last Kestrel Post, mm-hmm. she talked about it being the cousin of the month of like uh, the deep clean, yeah. you know, the weekly clean yep. kind of, and it makes total sense, it does. you know, because if you're not building up layers of dust, dust and papers yeah. to go through on, you know, your weekly, then you're not overwhelmed and you can kind of yeah. chip away at it. Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite cleaning tool? Wasn't ready for that. Sorry, I know. I didn't prepare you. Really? <laughs> I didn't really prepare. Huh, my favorite cleaning tool. Maybe two. Well, microfiber is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of, it's like a go-to and cute gloves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really like cute cleaning gloves. I don't know. Things yeah. that are pretty, whatever, make a difference when brighten up the space. You're cleaning the toilet. <laughs> what about when, what kind of microfiber do you use? Are you, do you have a specific brand? You know, I haven't. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of cleaning podcasts lately. Norwex <laughs> keeps coming Norwex up. Norwex does. Yeah. And I was doing some research cause I'm thinking, you know, there's got, there's gotta be a difference in quality for right. sure. Typically I've just gotten a big stack off of Amazon based on good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and and partly because as much as I try, they are to be washed separately, but I have a bunch of kids in the house. Oh, who it's also really hard. And so I just, I end up buying them and just, you know, tossing and buying so frequently because I can't, I just realistically right now can't yeah. control that as No, mine, mine aren't separated out. And I can tell because then everything clings to everything. the microfiber. Yeah. And if it, you know, I like using fabric softener. Mm-hmm. So if that goes through, then it kind of... Yeah, kind of ruins it. Um, I did recently. Uh, I guess I think it was Jen who wrote about the she microfiber. Did. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you don't need cleaning product. Why this was like <laughs> I know it was yeah. really interesting news to me. Anyway, I tried it out and I bought uh, one recently that's um, specifically for your stainless steel appliances and just did it plain and it's amazing. Okay, yeah, it just I still it needed off. to use. Um, like a wet paper towel or something on some spots first for the, like the, the milk, thick, the thick, was, <laughs> it wasn't just fingerprints. Right. <laughs> I know that got thrown up there. The jam um, squish on exactly. the door handle or yeah. 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 Microfiber can only be can so magical. Only <laughs> help so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. just apply on those things, but that's, yeah. those are great. How long do you think it took you to kind of establish your routine and how often do you feel like you have to change it? Hmm. How long have I been married? I, yeah. <laughs> like 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think after, let's see, probably it's funny, probably eight years ago, uh, something about moving, I guess, and getting everything kind of shaken up a little bit mm-hmm. made me think more about, well, what is my process for laundry? What is my process for this? Maybe just a new house. Um, I don't know, but that's when I actually started thinking, about the details of it and actually knowing what I do. I yeah. think if you'd asked me before, what, what's your, you know, laundry yeah. regimen? I'm like, I don't, I just, I just kind of do, or I buy soap, try stuff, put it in mm-hmm. when it bottles off, you know, now. And yeah. I feel like I could talk probably 30 minutes on laundry alone. So it's interesting. Cause I think it can be incredibly overwhelming. There's so many different cleaning project products. Mm-hmm. You go to the store and then mm-hmm. you can also, I think get lost down that tunnel of over research. Oh, totally. You know, instead of what I did love to when Jan was on was kind of, it's pretty simple. Like vinegar can go, you know, and you're like, okay, okay, here we go. You know, you might not need a lot. You might need a lot more elbow grease Mm -hmm. in general. And that's, you know, I think the biggest thing getting around it is it's weird positions that you have to be scrubbing things in uncomfortable. (laughs) It's not like there's a magic bullet for (laughs) a clean toilet, except for getting way back there or yeah, exactly. The tub or the shower up at the top. It's like, really, it's just awkward to, to be in some of those positions and get down and dirty in order to clean. But I do love maybe one. So I have, you know, you have the, you know, formal cleaning times, Mm -hmm. but I am a huge fan of cleaning while you're doing something. Yes. Yes. So, you know, while I'm cooking and there's a lull, you know, I, you could do something in between. You could just grab like a rag. And I did this the other day and I just cleaned my cabinet cabinet fronts. I love it. It was huge. Yes. And then something I also realized when I was down there that getting your eyes at the level of your countertop is kind of the worst. (laughs) You can think they're clean (laughs) and then you get down there and it's just like an army of crumbs. Yeah. So, uh, that's the new thing I do is I wipe it all, but then I, you know, 
yeah, punch get down. down and, and then I'm like, okay, well, we missed a lot. Yeah. So well, anyway. speaking of getting low, they're getting really low. So yeah. the bottom of the cabinet that is like four inches above the floor. Yeah. That thing. If you want to go take yes. a look at that bottom of your doors, <laughs> the cabinet doors or whatever, you're like, oh no. What is growing down here? <laughs> There's always something. Always something. Yeah. Somehow the vacuum news. didn't get the blueberry. No, or yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't hit it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you use a robot vacuum, don't yes. you? Yeah. Do you still love it? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is good to know. It could be the brand. Uh, okay. It has just been so finicky mm-hmm. and. I don't know when we, when it was working great, it was amazing. It really did add, um, it picked up so much dog hair Yes, and we would just, yeah. you know, it was so easy to just run it when I left the house to take the kids to school or something. Yeah. Um, and it got really good at running it multiple times a day. I could run it on Sunday because I wasn't <laughs> technically working and the vacuum was running. Yep. Um, yeah, but then it just got, uh, I guess got quirky and like okay. there were things that were, I don't know. Funky bad. So honestly, I haven't run it in a while. Okay. Um, and it could just be the brand. I've right. heard amazing things about uh, Roomba and other. Yeah. So that's what we have the iRobot, yeah. the Roomba, yeah. which yeah. I do love. And I think, and the really the big kicker to get it for us was the dog. Yes. Because of the dog hair. Yes. And it's that same reason. And so far, it has been pretty good. They're like anything, it needs maintenance. And there's, mm-hmm. so you do have those times where you're like, I've got to go yeah. deal with whatever problem yeah. and clog. And we've sent it away and they mailed it back. Okay. I think maybe that one is just, I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, I think this starts with an N. I can't remember the name of it. So maybe yeah. if we cared enough, we'd probably replace it. Replace it. But if it hasn't been a huge hole in your cleaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now we just really have the kids. <laughs> well, they're all getting older. And they so are. It does change yes. how things go. And it's good for them to have chores. So. Yeah, and to learn how to do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump into your decor side because we're, you know, about halfway through here. So um, when you moved into your house, what was your paint color? Because you guys have changed a lot of different things over time. Yeah. And so, or how did you approach it? Uh, I, yeah, it's funny. I don't feel like we've changed too much, but maybe when I think about, yeah, I think it's been, but you've made those gradual changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, so what influenced that or where did you start? What was the big kicker to instigate the changes? Mm -hmm. Um, well, uh, we moved from Tennessee and our Tennessee house, we had just redone everything. I mean, we painted the ceiling, we painted all the doors and the trim and ripped up the floor. And so by the time we moved out here, we were kind of over it. We just did not want, <laughs> I, yeah, we all were just like, whew, that was a lot. We kind of left, of course, right as you finished everything. So you kind of left right, we got to enjoy some things, but some other things, it was like you finished it while you were walking out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so a new house and everything and just a move, we were kind of tired and not went to. So we honestly, we didn't do much for a while. Um, the first thing I did was I painted our bedroom because our bedroom was a horrible, horrible terracotta <laughs> pink color and the bathroom was a brick red color and like just them together was yeah just awful yeah it's awful (laughs) yep um the walls downstairs were they were neutral but a little more um peachy Mm -hmm. orangey darker um it didn't hit you as much as like that dark uh but definitely it was more brown Mm -hmm. um and the so for that then we went room by room kind of slowly and we just matched the, um, the trim color because typically we probably would have gone for white or something, but then the doors were an off white and then you're looking at repainting the ceiling and the doors and the trim. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, so we just went for ceilings with the same doors, trim walls. 
And I kind of like the effect. I do too. I yeah. feel like it's incredibly calming and yeah, but feels very airy still yeah. in your house. And until we do the floors, uh, refinish the floors, the color really goes well with the floors. So it all kind of just, and the, <laughs> the color of our kitchen cabinets, it very much goes with what's already there. Mm-hmm. So, so a smart way to approach it. Yeah. And it made it so easy to paint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to be careful, but it just didn't matter if you nicked the ceiling It yeah. all kind of went together. So that's really you fun. Could do it fast. Yeah. And then what other things have you done to make it feel very bright and open in your home? Um, I've been purging a lot. That's (laughs) one thing. (laughs) Just keep taking stuff out. I think the older the kids get, the more we just feel like we're kind of bursting at the seams a little bit. Um, In the last two years, year and a half, not been that long, maybe just a year. um, A big shift was with the kids getting older, we wanted more space to just sit and talk with them. And mm-hmm. we realized, and we wanted to host more Sabbath dinners with families in the community. And we realized we did not actually have a good setup where you could sit directly across from each other. We thought, why are we not sitting around chatting? The kids have questions, but we're not really hanging out. And we realized, well, neither room that we have is conducive to actually flopping down and talking for hours. Um, so we completely cleared out our dining room slash living room and just made it a dining room. We bought a long table, um, and a hutch to store all the extra things. And then the other room, we got a second sofa. And so now the sofas are facing each other. And the other room is just dining room, which does make it feel more spacious because mm-hmm. it's not clogged up. And it's a, it's a single use room. It's not one room trying to be too many things yeah. at one time. Which actually then was backfiring for you. Yeah, it was kind of being nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you had dead space zone versus yes. a right. using space. Yeah. So now everything feels like it's being 100% used mm-hmm. and for exactly what it's set up to be used for. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Yeah. I think it's easy to do that where you think the multi-purpose room sounds amazing, you know, but then if you're actually mm-hmm. not even using yeah. that space to simplify it down yeah. and maximize what you're looking for. Yeah. And kids' bodies just getting bigger because we're in a small house too. Mm-hmm. does affect it does. How, how you think through things and where you put everybody. Yes. And then when they get older, they actually have things they want to sit and debate about. And you can't just answer it in a two-second right. <laughs> response. You're, you know, well, let's hash this out. This is mm-hmm. actually kind of a complicated yeah. thing. Or you want to see them, you know, interacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Um. So with what was your paint color really quick? And then what was your curtain colors? Cause I feel like your curtains also have a huge impact on that dining room. So, so Julie's dining room now is long yes. and you've got a bunch of windows. Mm-hmm. You got two um, doors going in and out. Yep. Um, but then you've just, you did your curtains really well too. I feel like that's Thank a you. huge impact <laughs> on that room. Uh, well, the color is uh, white hyacinth if on I'm, your curtain. No, on, on your wall. walls. Okay. Yeah. White hyacinth. Yeah. That means anything to anybody. Where, where is it from? <laughs> Uh, Sherman Williams. Okay. Yeah. We found the extra, it took us a while to figure out what is this color, but the the owners of the house left paint in the, uh, storage unit. So perfect. Okay. Um, the curtains that was on a whim, I was planning on painting the walls gray and I thought it would go well with the gray, but in the meantime, um, the darker shade of the curtains, the curtains are like a, like a cream with kind of a gold, Mm -hmm bit to it anyway, that they would kind of coordinate with the wall. In the meantime, we never ended up painting it gray (laughs) and then going lighter on the walls just made it a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, those were just a really good JC Penny deal. Nice work. (laughs) And then how did you hang them? Oh, these I hung, um, straight up to the ceiling Mm -hmm. and all the way to the floor and all the way to the floor. Yeah. And I love that. It makes the room feel very open. 
but still cozy. Yes. I don't want it to feel so airy. Um, so yeah, it warms it up and it really helps with the sound too. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. I took them down when I was painting and everything echoed. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was pretty. And the, um, everything echoed and you could really feel the temperature change. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So multi-purpose, multi-purpose, but not blocking out the light, but not, yes, these are light filtering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently went to try to change it and bought curtains that were way too sheer. So we do get a ton of light through the windows, which is a huge blessing, but it, it can be blinding mm-hmm. a little bit more in the, you know, this time of year in February where the sun hits that one side, it just reflects off the floor and the curtains didn't do anything to stop that. And then the other ones were just, they, they weren't room darkening, but, um, uh, they just let out. Mm-hmm. They block too much light, and you want that light coming. Through. You do. It's an interesting balance, and then at the same time, you also don't want the heat coming in. So yeah. you're you're playing all of these different yeah. things. The light filtering was a really good balance. Yeah, that's great. So, what about your style, and how do you pick things? <laughs> As we talk about decorating and yeah. filling out the space, so you've got your curtains, you've got your paint, and that one was just kind of you used what was there, yeah, and worked within that framework, mm-hmm. which is super smart. So then, how do you layer on top of that? I like things personally being a little more, um, I wouldn't say neutral per se, but I'm not hugely into color. I don't want it to feel noisy or loud, though I love color. There's always that balance. It took me a while to figure it out because you see something in a magazine and think, oh, I like that. And it took me a while to realize I like it there, not in my house. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point, though. It, it really is. is. I don't want to live in it. Yeah. Um, when we first got married, I thought I wanted a red comforter, and I hated it. Just uh-huh. hated it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked really cute in the, the picture and my idea. So uh, it took me a while just to narrow down what I like to live around. I like it to feel peaceful and cozy, um, but also just not cluttered. Mm-hmm. Kind of when everything has a purpose and a place, it feels really good. Yes. So speaking of your purpose and place, you mentioned your hutch. Yes. And you also, I think, pull in color a lot when you do your dining room table settings. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about <laughs> how you go about, because you set a really beautiful table and you do it differently a lot. Yes. So how do you do that? Uh, well, when everything else is neutral, I feel like I can do things on the table. Um, I don't, when you look at a room, you, you kind of, you do take it all in. And so if you have, I don't know if you, if you had crazy busy curtains and then you wanted to have a simple table, you just couldn't get the effect that you wanted because everything would be competing. So I guess if everything around is simple and kind of neutral, then you can go crazy mm-hmm. on the table, which I do like, I like the freedom to have, uh, scenes, you know, like Valentine's day. Yes. <laughs> I want to go crazy with hearts and stuff and not have it feel like now everything went kind of. Everything is patterned and textured everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just too much. It's like a headache. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So what kind of dishes do you collect them? Do you just find things or do you end up trying to do stuff that can work for multiple seasons? I have. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this did kind of evolve over the years. I found that I really like plain serving dishes, just white. Just like that because it just, there are so many cute (laughs) serving dishes and I've bought them over the years. And then you just have this problem of either getting tired of it or it doesn't go with, it's very limited Mm -hmm. and now you have a storage issue. So white just kind of goes everywhere all the time. I love runners. I could probably end up with (laughs) 50 runners in my closet. (laughs) They don't take as much space. They don't take as much space. It is such a quick change for the table. You just instant Valentine's, instant St. Patrick's Day, instant Christmas. (laughs) 
It's true. It's, it's true. And yeah. the kids can come and eat and then you can still wipe the table down. You still have something that kind of makes the table look homey and seasonal or something. And you've not had to, you know, I've done the tablecloth thing and my kids are getting older, but at the time it was just, <laughs> you could change it for lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. No, it's, it's you're, too much. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it is. And you're not ironing a whole thing. Exactly. You're not. Yeah. yeah. So I love runners. Um, I'm a huge fan of blue and white, I have found. So I love my blue and white dishes. And I oh, tend, they're so pretty. <laughs> I tend to shop kind of around that, things that go with that. Um, but I also, from Pottery Barn, they have their uh, catering line. It's just white dishes and white, um, well, white dinner plates, salad dishes. So I got a stack of those 24 dinner, oh, nice. 24 salad, um, just for the option of, one, it was just a great price. And when we host Sabbath dinners for a lot of people, um, that's the easiest to throw down. Um, but uh, that it's a nice option to have for if you're going to. Because mm-hmm. blue and white and Christmas doesn't really go great. Right. <laughs> right. You have yeah. some limitations. Right. But, I, yeah, I like to play around with runners and napkins. Oh, man. Yeah. They are fun. Yeah. They're really fun. Well, and something that might be a little too busy hanging on the side of the table on all four sides is not that busy on a runner. Exactly. I was so excited when I discovered on spoon flower or discovered spoon flower, um, where you can Mm -hmm. order specialty fabric that people have designed and then you can have it either just sent as fabric or you can have them make it into something. It's so so fun. (laughs) And my favorite was that I got this nutcracker one when the girls had been in the nutcracker show, you know, so you have this runner for the nutcracker (laughs) stuff. And I think it would probably be incredibly overwhelming as a full tablecloth. It would, it would, (laughs) you know, too many nutcrackers, too many. Yeah. Way too many. But for the runner space, it it works perfectly. Yes, exactly. So you see, no, I, I, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, moving from your dining room into your kitchen, you guys have done some small remodel stuff in the kitchen. So when yeah, you bought little. the house, um, what what changes have you made, and why did you make those changes in the kitchen? We honestly have not made much in the kitchen. No, but I think you've made big impact ones. We we took out so over the in the center instead of an island, the island <laughs> is our stovetop, mm-hmm. and then underneath is kind of just a big box. <laughs> that's empty. Um, so, uh, and above the stovetop was a, uh, it was the microwave and then another cabinet that went into the ceiling and the microwave broke and the, what's that called? The, you had your fan yeah, in the there fan. Too. Mm-hmm, yeah. all built in that all broke. So, uh, we took all that out and then put in just a, a bigger stainless steel fan and then put a tiny microwave <laughs> underneath the stovetop and added a little bit of shelving down there. So the pots and pans and the um, microwave are down there. So it looks, it's much cleaner. It actually raised the ceiling height so you can see from the kitchen into the living room. You couldn't see that before. Um, yeah, that's huge. And that fan will really suck. <laughs> so it still pulls everything out it that you really need it to. It really pulls stuff out. Those, Even though it's higher up. Yes. The the smoke alarm would go off oh. every time we made steak oh. or burgers. Yeah. Oh, it was just ridiculous. But no, it just doesn't. It, the thing is great. And it was a sight line it. that you opened up basically the as a result. sight line is huge. Yeah. 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 And it just, it took out more of the orange color also. Right. Kind of modernized it a little yeah. bit. So. Opening up the space mm-hmm. without opening up, like rearranging your entire yes. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like you've done those little improvements, which I think are really helpful for people as they look at homes, um, to figure out what is a small project or right. that wouldn't be like, well, I don't know how to fix this without doing a massive yeah. kitchen yes. remodel. What's manageable. Yeah, yeah. The manageable while you're living in it, improving right. the life for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you hang a rack of 
coat, a coat rack. Yes. That was you know? something that we did that was huge. <laughs> okay. Where did you hang yours? We hung, a, it, it's, uh, it's in the entryway, Okay, but we hung it at, well, again, now they're, now they're older, but it was, uh, at the height where Karina, when she was in preschool and John, when he was in preschool could hang their backpacks. So, oh, and their coats. And yes. so yeah, it's about waist high. <laughs> But it's been huge because all their backpacks were just getting dumped mm-hmm. and no one could hang their coat up. So Or get it back down there. Or get it back down if you had yeah. it up there. Um, yeah. So it gave them all a nice, neat place to hang it. They can get it themselves. You can say, get your shoes on and your coat on, which is huge in the morning when it's busy mm-hmm. uh, and everything's off the floor. Yeah. I think that's a huge, one of those small improvement things that you're like, oh my word. Yeah. Why didn't we do this sooner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and just thinking through how it makes everybody's life yeah. and flow work mm-hmm. better in the home and the space yes. that you've got problem solving problem solving yeah, yeah. It's really fun. it's storage solutions it is the best. oh they really are <laughs> there's the ridiculous storage solutions where it's like simply pour this product into <laughs> <Exactly>. this canister <laughs> you're like why yeah so it looks pretty yep and you've got to get a label on it yeah. but then <laughs> you'll enjoy your potatoes more you will <laughs> but then but then you do realize this is probably not always no the efficient practical helpful no method no. for my family. No, I see those and I think, okay, that's really cute for cereal. I'd be locked into buying cereal because you can't deal with it empty. Yeah. What, what are you, are you doing? Do? All of a sudden your space is. You have to buy Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> to fill that canister. <laughs> All right. So we're running out of time, but is there, are there any other big thoughts that you have on decor or on cleaning? One of those life-changing moments. Big thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I do feel like it is something that's always evolving because you are trying to make it comfortable for your family. So as they grow and change, you're kind of growing and changing. Um, you know, like when they're younger, dealing with the toy kitchen in your living room because it makes sense. And then mm-hmm. you get to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you miss it. And then you miss it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess just the growing and changing, I like things to be meaningful or to have a purpose. I don't typically like to hang something on my wall that's just generic art. I like it to either, even if I bought it, you know, I have a triptych on my wall, but it, you know, my husband loves the the mountains. It looks a little Scandinavian, which is where they're from, you know, so you can draw something out mm-hmm. of it. Or um, my oldest has drawn me some blue and white. Well, she's so talented. Swedish mm-hmm. drawings yeah. that I've framed. Um, so I like it to have meaning, uh, which also, you know, blesses your people to kind of look around and, See familiar things. Um, cleaning, though, I don't know. Any final thoughts on it? I think there's, I mean, going along with what you were just saying of it's ever evolving, which I think is key. Yeah. There's never a level of perfection. No. You know, and it's not like you get it perfect in order to keep it perfect. It's it's nope. get it clean or clean enough yeah. in order to use it and bless yes. others with it. Yeah. Yeah. And just trying to find something that works in your schedule to just get it done yes. and not make it your life. Right. Just, because yeah, it's easy to overdo, to be busy at being cleaning right. versus actually just get it clean. Just get it clean, get it done. Yeah. It's kind of, that's why I love those while you're cooking, clean the cabinet door. Yes. You can always do one, Yeah, you know, I don't know. And you just kind of get it done, chip away at it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably weightlifting analogies that you could bring into this. You know, you just have to go get your reps completed. Yeah. It's like brushing your teeth. Just get it done. Get it done. Don't think about it. Yes. Uh, Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming on. And we should probably ask if if you do have any questions on the weightlifting side, you should just message Julie (laughs) on that front too, because she's got a lot of, a lot of knowledge on that. So that'd be a fun top. It would be a fun one, separate one, but we can also talk about cleaning the weight room, you know? (laughs) Just the antibacterial, everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) So anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.